0: In this episode, I talk with Bob Hunter with MyBusinessCredit.com. In this episode, we talk about what it's like to to take credit or to take debt as a business and when is the right time that you should do that. And really, we talk about what it's like to have smart debt, debt that actually is going to work for you and generate some kind of ROI. And that debt, that business debt is much different than like personal debt, you know, taking out a credit card or a loan to buy a Tesla just because you want it like that is not going to give you any ROI other than, you know, enjoyment. But then businesses, they can take out, you know, credit, some kind of loan, a line of credit in a smart and efficient and a safe way, mitigating risk. But once they do that, they can grow quicker and they can generate hopefully an ROI that will more than pay back that debt. So if you do it the right way, there could be, you know, a good route to taking debt in your company, and Bob Hunter gives us some great tips and advice on how to do that.
1: It only takes about 90 days to really start even establishing business credit because generally people are asking for the last three months of activity. Yeah. It can take up to six months, depending on how much money you're asking for and and who you're asking it from, but start now, even if you feel like, oh, I could get by at least start planting those seeds now. Hey everyone. We are here with Bob
0: Hunter. Bob is the founder of Oxford PurePoint, Oxford Staffing, and mybusinesscredit.com. Thanks for being here with me, Bob.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk about several things today, but first off, could you just give a quick introduction to, to you? How did you manage to get yourself into three different businesses?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I have the pandemic to thank for a lot of that, but my name is Bob Hunter. I am the founder of Oxford Pierpont, which started back in 2016. And the reason it started is because I have sickle cell. Lost my job over it when I ended up going blind in this, I am mm. actually deaf in this ear, have a little bit of hearing deep in there, hence the ear Gotcha. But, but yeah, ended up losing my job over that needed to come up with money. I needed to come up with $10,000 a month specifically to make sure bills are paid. Yeah. And unemployment does not pay for stuff like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so ended up starting Oxford because that was an extension of what I was already used to doing at my corporate job. Yeah. And then now fast forward, here we are in 2022 and the company's bigger than ever there is now split into three companies and yeah, that's what I do all day. So Mm -hmm. Oxford is primarily a business development firm. So literally we talk to people about their businesses all day and what their problems are or what business owners perceive their problems to be, and then we find solutions to those. And so the reason for the split is really because of the pandemic. So we almost did not survive the pandemic in in 2022 because so many of our clients were attorneys and banks and businesses that were kind of on ice in 2020 during the pandemic. And so it was like all right, well if cash flow is the issue, let's start selling money. Mm. And that is what kind of led us into into what we do now with my business credit yeah. and Oxford capital and everything else. So gotcha. that's the short summary. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: no that's perfect. And so I mean, the, yeah, so like you said, you know, Oxford Capital, Oxford Staffing, my business credit. Mm -hmm. So are, do you feel like those spun off of your, your main Oxford business because those are such large issues? Like, are those kind of some of the top issues that you dealt with? And so you said, okay, we could do this better with a whole company.
1: Yes. So they were disproportionately large issues, Yeah. but not just that. The day-to-day operations were so dramatically different oh, interesting. that they needed to be in their own silo yeah. and that's both for operational and legal reasons. For example, when you're dealing with, with business finance, there are so many things that you need to know. So many processes that are involved that are completely opposite of what you might do in a marketing company. Right. So it's better to have all of that under one roof, all of the, the expenses that come with that under one roof into its own LLC, just all of the employees that might be involved with that, everything needs to be in its own silo. So that's why there's a technical split. Right.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And so let's, let's dive into my business credit. So what, what all do you, do you offer with my business credit?
1: Yeah. So the reason we have my business credit is because When you look at the Oxford Pierpont website, it is very bold and red and expensive looking. That's just what it is, but that's how it was supposed to be. You know, I believe in design psychology. So for our target audience, if we were after bankers and we were after attorneys and we were after corporate executive types, that branding is perfect, but it definitely turns off the small to medium sized business owner because the entire thing subconsciously says, if you don't have enough money, don't call us. Right. I needed to make sure that it was one that was serving that part of the business community. So when you go to the, my business credit website, the difference is immediate. It's blue. It's bright. It's happy. Yeah. You know, it's very friendly, you know, oh, yeah. it's completely <laughs> different psychology there. Yeah. And it's important because thanks to the way that business financing works. So many people who are in the space, they tend to just go for the bigger fish because there is more profit in there. Yeah. But then that leaves behind an entire community of business owners and just entrepreneurs in general that have no idea what to do. No one's telling them how to get funding for their business. Mm-hmm. 90 over 90% of them will fail in that first 5 years and much of it is going to be because they were undercapitalized. Interesting. So those are easy problems that we choose to solve yeah. through my business credit. Perfect. That's
0: that's yeah. that's awesome. And I mean I I totally resonate with that like yeah. Going to your Oxford website is definitely a whole different experience going to my businesscredit.com. Nice. And I yeah. think that's, it's important for anybody to realize like that design psychology is so, so powerful. Like you have yes. to have that in mind when building your website, you want to attract mm-hmm. the right people.
1: <laughs> so yeah, totally that good. brand identity really matters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, one question that I have for you with, you know, business owners, founders kind of listen, listen to my podcast. So going into that, you know, if, if they're looking for, for financing, I guess my question for you is like, when is a good time to take on debt and maybe when is a bad time to take on debt?
1: So that has a lot to do with the business that we're talking about. If we're talking about a business that can reasonably be bootstrapped, mm-hmm. then it is reasonable to say, Hey, I'm going to just go ahead and do as much as I can without having to take on any additional debt. And then when it's time for me to grow, maybe I'm expanding my services or products. Maybe I'm trying to expand my team. I'm trying to expand my number of locations. Yes, it's fine to be able to take on debt at that point. The catch though, is if you had not thought about taking on debt from the very beginning, and by the time you're actually ready to, the likelihood of you having done all of the things that you need to do in order to make yourself attractive to a bank, that likelihood is very low. Mm. Because there are certain things that they are looking for that confirm that you're not only a business, but that you're a business that is responsibly managed, Right. and everyone thinks, well, I'm starting a business. I need to just make sure I've got some money coming in. I've got some revenue coming in and all of the administrative stuff just kind of gets left behind. Yeah, totally. So when we're talking to business owners, especially the business owners that are just starting out, we're trying to help them understand, Hey, let's start, you know, I know it's boring accounting. I personally think accounting is super boring, but do it anyway. <laughs> yes. Make sure you've got your bank accounts. Make sure that you're not taking all of your business phone calls, you know, just on your personal iPhone, right? You want right. to, you've got to make sure you're handling all that stuff from the beginning, because when the bank is ready to talk to you, they're going to ask you that stuff and they do not want to give money to amateurs. So <laughs> that's, sense. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah.
0: And like you said, there is, there's a big difference in the, the type of company that's seeking funding. So are you, cause mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what I think of is like kind of startup financing versus like more just a small business type financing. So it sounds yeah. like you guys are more, you know, small business. You're going to a bank financing versus, Hey, I'm a startup looking for high growth, you know, that's more of like yep. the VC type
1: world. Right. Right. So if, if we're getting into we really handle it by dollar amount. So if someone is looking for a million dollars or less, we're probably going to handle them through my business credit for that more of a, I'd say handholding experience, yeah. but the people that we're going to send you to, as far as financing goes, when we're talking about over a million dollars, it's just not the same class of people. For example, we're not even talking about banks anymore. You know, we're not going to go ask the bank for $10 million. It would have been better at that point to start talking to investors and, and, and VC firms right. and you know, your, angels and stuff like that under a million, maybe we're talking to the SBA, mm. you know, so it's a different conversation depending on, on how much money we're actually talking about and what you plan to do with that money. Totally.
0: Yeah. Well, and so with that, when you're working with more of the, the people, you know, under a million dollars, you know, you're going to more of a bank, how i mean what do you guys do your own vetting does the bank do their own vetting do you have checklists that people go through to make sure that they're ready to take on that debt
1: yep so so the way that this works currently is we do work with third parties we're actually expanding so we are in talks with 209 banks specifically so that we are able to package our own loans Mm -hmm. basically meaning that the bank has given us extremely specific boxes that they want people to fit into. And if people fit into that box, that's what gives you that guaranteed pre-approval. Well, let me, let me be careful saying guaranteed, guaranteed after your information has been verified to match what the bank's requirements are not to say that, you know, people are liars, but sometimes people misinterpret their own financial situations in a way that has them put things on the application that end up being a little bit off. So once we verify your information, then we're able to package that loan and guarantee that, Then this one is a guarantee that the money would be able to be deposited into your account in as little as 48 hours.
0: Gotcha.
1: As of today, there's a third party that we work with to handle all that, okay. multiple third parties. So we still are matching for the ones that are appropriate. Yeah. But that's basically how it works for the smaller end of things. Right.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Right. And, yeah. and like you said, you, you mentioned that in order to be ready for funding or debt or, or any kind of funding, you need to be mm-hmm. on top of your accounting. You need to be on top of your financials. Do you have, I mean, what's your top tip or top three tips for staying on top of those things, staying on like habits, you know, yeah. what are some habits you can form to stay on top of that?
1: Well, the first thing is understanding what the reality is looks like, because if you are on the internet these days, there's so much misinformation out there from people who will say things like, oh, you can go and start an LLC and then go get a car, or you can go and get all this money with no credit check. Like anyone's going to go give you, you know, a hundred thousand or half a million dollars with no kind of verification for an LLC that you started yesterday. Yeah. So the first thing is just understanding what is realistic about funding. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the people out there who are saying these things, they are liars. No, I'm saying that they're leaving out a big chunk of the information. Yeah, The bank will happily give you unsecured financing if you qualify, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing is knowing what qualification actually means, starting with lender compliance. Do you have the basics? Are you operating out of a dedicated business address or are you, or, or are you operating out of your house? Yeah. Are you having your phone calls go to a dedicated FCC-registered phone number in the 411 directory? Or is everyone calling your personal cell phone? Are people emailing your Gmail account or are they emailing your name at your website.com? Right. And those all are super easy things to fix. You could fix all those things in a day, but people don't even know that these are factors that are getting them denied. Yeah. So we're talking about minor stuff. Yeah. The other thing is you do need to fix your personal credit. I know that there's this narrative out there. Where people say, oh, you can go and get an LLC and just put down your EIN and everyone's going to give you all this money. They're not until you have a business that can justify getting any amount of money. Right. Until then, your personal credit does matter and matter significantly to the point that if we're talking about anything less than 650, that conversation gets very difficult. Mm. And then even from 650 to 680, it's still not the easiest conversation and it doesn't really turn into a smooth sailing conversation until you're past 680. Gotcha. So taking care of your personal credit is definitely a thing. And we don't deal with personal credit. We personally just have made the decision that that's not something we want to do. There are thousand and one companies out there that will happily sell you credit repair services, but it is just something that business owners need to be aware of. And then if we're talking about, well, Hey Bob, okay. So how do I get the unsecured financing? You know the magic financing that everyone wants. (laughs) there are some major things you've got to understand five specifically. So that credit score, they are still going to check Yeah. whether you think they're not, that they are going to check and they're specifically going to check for 680, they are going to check that you have a business bank account, but not only that, that you have a bank rating Mm -hmm. of a low five or higher. Most people don't even know that a bank rating exists. It's almost like a secret credit score that you don't even know you have. And what that's measuring. And it's funny because. Everyone always wonders, well, why is the bank asking for my last three bank statements? They're, they they want to check your cash flow, but they really want to check your bank rating, mm. which says, are you keeping at least $10,000 in your account per month? Interesting. Everything that the bank asks you is really to answer one question. And that is, if we give you money, are you going to give it back yeah. to us? Are you really going to give it back to us? Or are you going to be that person who defaults on the loan? And everything answers that one question because the more things you're able to say, yes, I have this, I have that, the less likely you are to be a risk to the bank and therefore default. So when they're checking that bank rating, they wanna see that you are able to leave $10,000 in your account. They wanna know that you have revenue coming in of at least $30,000, sorry, $35,000, okay? They do wanna check that. But even if you did have 35 and you're spending, you know, 34,500 of it every month, Therefore leaving just 500 bucks or worse, you're overspending. And now you've got overdraft fees and stuff like that. Suddenly that 30 K you're making becomes irrelevant mm. because your bank rating is extremely low, yeah. you know, to the point that you're not someone who has a healthy account Right. It, it indicates poor cash flow. So, so that's your, your, your personal credit, making sure that you've got a good bank rating, which I, I just yep. explained. Another thing is trade lines. No one wants to be first. They want to know that you've got 15 trade lines on your account. That means you've got 15 different accounts that report to your business credits. We're talking about your business credit here, yeah. right? Now this can be stuff that you're already going to spend money on, especially if you live in a big city, you are probably spending money on gas. Go get a gas card. You're probably even spending money on little things like napkins, toilet paper, laundry detergent. Uline has all that stuff. Get a Uline car. Huh, interesting. If you are someone who is, who's producing some kind of product In all likelihood, the vendors that you have to go to for the various supplies that are required, if you ask them, they likely already have a system of establishing net terms. And in many cases, those net terms are credit reporting. Okay. You just simply need to find out. Hey everyone, in this
0: quick break, I wanted to give a shout out to Coconut VA. They are making this podcast possible. This podcast is hosted by me, but a lot of the back end work is actually done by a Coconut VA. I'm the co founder of Coconut VA, and we find Filipino virtual assistants for US companies. So if you've got a proven business model, you're growing, you need help with operations, general admin, lead generation, or really any help around the business, you could probably hire a Coconut VA. You can find a link on my podcast page, thebtspodcast.com or at coconutva.com. My podcast is a great example of how coconut VA could help you. I've done the work to systematize my podcast, systematize the production process, and now I can bring in a coconut VA to actually execute that process. If you're ready to delegate tasks, you're ready to hire a coconut VA.
1: So it's about thinking creatively about how you can get those vendor lines of credit, and then you have your business lines of credit. And then if we're talking about business lines of credit, you can actually take the money that you've got coming in already. So let's say for example, back to that example of the 30 K and normal person's probably thinking, I'm going to take this 30 K. I've got to pay employees. I've got to pay for, you know, all the different services, phone system, whatever the overhead costs are. If you just put a little step in front of that, take that 30 K to the bank, get a certificate of deposit. Most people are familiar with the CD. Not every bank does this, but we're actually publishing a list of the banks that do this on our website next week, but there are banks that will give you a business line of credit that is now secured by the CD. Mm. The whole point of a CD is that it is a higher interest bearing account than a normal savings account. So you've taken your cash, you've put it into that CD. It's now increasing its own, its own size because of the interest rate. You're leaving it set there for a certain number of months. Let's just say, for example, that we're, we're in a six month CD. The bank will give you a business line of credit that is secured by that CD for six months. You don't pay your business line of credit. They will simply just take the money out of the CD. Yeah. So there's not, it's not even hard to get because it is already secured. Hmm. Now that original 30,000 that you had, you've got an incurring interest in the CD, but you're still able to use it on a revolving account in your business line of credit with the bank. Interesting. So now you've got two uses out of the same amount of money. And now you're able to take it a step further and say, hey, to this other bank, after, you know, maybe 90 to 180 days, I have this account in good standing with this bank, this reputable bank, right? Therefore, you should trust me now and give me more money. Hmm. It's a real thing. Wow. But how would you know any of this stuff? (laughs) Unless you're in the industry or someone had to tell you. Yeah. And so the information that we have on our site, we don't even charge for it because I want to get people funded. That was, that's the end goal. There. Yeah. So we literally tell the people who may have come and they do not have the information like, Hey, it's right there on the site. Just go fix these things. Yeah. And then we try again in 90 days and see if you pre-qualify now. Okay. So, so that was your credit score. That was your bank rating. That was your, your lines of credit. Your business credit score also matters. You need to have an 80 or higher. You can do that by honestly having established those healthy lines of credit. So if you had a net 15 with a vendor, you're paying that in the 15 days, like you're supposed to 90 days of that and your, your regular, your, your business credit will start to rise yeah. because you have healthy habits there. Okay. And then, and then the final thing that you want to make sure that you are keeping up with is you do want to make sure you have a business that is two years old,
0: Gotcha.
1: they always leave that part out. Hmm. Now I could be wrong. I believe only stupid people know everything. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that I know for a fact yeah. that there's no possible way that you can go start an LLC tomorrow and get unsecured financing yeah, the yeah. next day. But to my knowledge, the bank wants to see that you have a track record of having been in business and been in healthy business for uh, 24 months. Wow.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: That's what they're looking for. Yeah. And it's, again, this goes back to them thinking. Hey, if we give you this money, are you going to give it back? Yeah. Two-year-old business will ha- kind of helps them feel better, right? You know. So, those are some of the things that are required okay. before anyone's really going to talk to you seriously about an unsecured financing. Outside of that, you've got to basically provide either cash flow, collateral, or or you've got the credit. Gotcha. Two of those three things need to be in sync yeah. before the bank is going to give you money. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Very long-winded explanation, yeah. but. Uh, it's, oh. it's information that people typically do not even yeah. know exist and they're wondering why they got denied. And it's just basics that you didn't even know you had to deal with. Right. So. right.
0: Yep. Totally. And yeah, like yeah. you said, you know, yeah. each of those parts, like the business business credit, you know, not many people know about that or, you know, how, how much that affects things like this. So one thing that I wanted to kind of the other side of that, I guess, is like, these are all the things you need to show the bank that you kind of deserve that funding or that you can pay that back do you how much education or you know what tips do you have for the other side of that okay like i am a business owner that's deciding if i should do this if i should even seek funding so you know do you have coaching on hey like don't buy you know liabilities buy assets that you know with this debt you need to buy something that will give you an roi so that you can actually pay back that loan
1: yeah so We do actually provide just regular consulting for this actually goes back to the original purpose of our business, which was business development. And it is akin to speaking with a doctor and you tell the doctor what your symptoms are and the doctor is knowledgeable enough to know what the root cause is and what prescription need. So that's kind of how we operate. And if we're talking to someone about whether or not they should get funding, usually the first question is, well, If you got the money today, what do you think just naturally you would do with it? Yeah. And people often have ideas about what they'll do with it. A lot of people have the idea that they're going to use it to consolidate debt. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying that's not really producing revenue. Right. So it's not the safest thing to do. Yeah. But we just have the conversation about what is, what is the real use of the money that is going to make this money produce more money? Yeah. And I like to kind of explain money almost like seeds inside of an apple and imagine that you're starving, right? And all you've got is uh, this apple, you ate the first apple, you planted the seeds, but now you're like really, really starving and waiting for this apple to actually bear fruit. Yeah. And the entire time you've got to find some way to survive, maybe even bugs or whatever, who knows. <laughs> but then you get to a point after having sustained this, I don't, how many ever years of growth it takes for an apple tree to produce the fruit. Yeah. But then it just goes on producing more seeds and more fruit over and over again. And there's nothing stopping you from planting those seeds, which then go on to produce their own trees. And now the, the interest is compounding and infinite, yeah. right? Yeah. If you were able to survive though, having planted those first five seeds right. to get the tree in the first place. Right. So many of us, we don't ever make it to the apple tree. Yeah. <laughs> we ate the first apple. We got to a point where we were starving and. And we just never really made yeah. it business financing is kind of a way that you can eat until any anything else that you were doing is able to have born fruit on its own, or even better is able to make the whole thing go faster. Interesting. If you are actually using it, if you're actually using it correctly. Yeah. And then the other big thing that you have to make sure of is that you have a solid plan that is actually going to produce the money yeah. back at a rate that is timely enough to satisfy any debts that you've taken on. Right. Because even if you have a plan but that plan is too slow or it just simply does not work, now you just have debt. Right. And debt without any kind of without any kind of revenue to settle it is just, you know, just negative debt. Yeah. So well
0: and like yeah. I mean going back to your analogy, you know, that that kind of second apple or whatever with the financing, like, yeah, if you if you yeah. don't do that correctly, if you don't plant correctly, like I don't know how you tie this into the Apple analogy, but it could, you know, <laughs> basically tear down that first tree, right? You know, it could, it could tear down yeah. the original business, all your original efforts, yeah. if you're not careful, like you said, if you're not mitigating the risk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I mean, the, the, the biggest issue with debt that I find when it comes to business owners is everyone kind of has this perspective of debt that is only from the consumer perspective. Mm. And if you think about how debt works for consumers, Well, most people, they have a job that is a fixed source of income. And maybe you have other things that you do on the side, but for the most part, your income is coming from some job, right? And so the amount of debt that you can take on and pay is really limited to how much revenue you're getting, how much income you're getting from that job. And so debt does become very dangerous very quickly because if at any point, the debt surpasses the amount of revenue or income that you have from your job, well, now you're in a hole. Right. With business, it is a little bit different because the debt that you're spending, if it is invested properly, right? So the, the money that you're spending that has the potential to actually pay for itself, if I was putting money into a business, let's say that I hired employees and now that let's say I hired a salesperson, that salesperson is now producing, let's say three times their salary. So now I've covered their salary and I still have 66% of the money left to do whatever. Now I'm able to satisfy the debt right. and still grow my business. Right. It does not work that way for personal credit, right. but people never make that distinction. And so inherently they just think of debt as the boogeyman credit cards are bad. You should never use them. Yeah. And so people limit themselves and how they're able to grow their business.
0: Yeah.
1: It's all coming to how is the money going to be produced and what plan do you have to produce it right. and how sustainable is that plan? And then it's all fine. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I love it. And I mean, yeah, yeah, just just to kind of give my take on that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, the example that came to my mind is like, yeah, in your personal life. Yeah, like there can be, you know, pretty irresponsible debt, like me taking out debt, you know, an insane amount of debt to like buy a Tesla, like, that's not going to to give me more money, you know, like, yeah, maybe I get more enjoyment. But other than that, like, not, not any monetary ROI. But like you say in yeah. the business, yeah, if you're, if you're smart with it, if you invest it property properly and you don't overextend yourself, then yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can invest in things like you said, a salesperson that can then return that ROI and you know, more, right. Yes. You know, hopefully it's a three X ROI or, you know, who knows how much so that you can easily pay back that At least nice, and then your, your business is <laughs> even better off because of it. Right. That makes sense. Yep. So Awesome. Well, this has been great. I mean, I've, I've loved it. Like, I think we had a few other things planned. Oh,
1: wow. The time flew by. Yeah, I know we had other things to talk
0: about, but this is is the core of what I wanted to get to, because I I think there is a lot of, I don't know, misconceptions or things that just people don't know, like the business credit. And even the, that second point that you made, I can't even remember what you called it, but the, that was the other business score that was like under five or over five. Oh, so the
1: the bank rating. Bank rating.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty up to speed on, on everything you need for financing, but I had no idea about that. So I'm really yep. grateful that you told us about, you know, all of this. And I think that was probably my favorite aspect of everything that we've yeah. talked about is the difference between business and personal debt and how mm-hmm. at times it does make sense to take on funding so that your business can, can grow and you can access higher amounts of ROI and you can grow you know that much quicker. So yeah. Any other, I don't know, tips, tricks, advice that you want to give to the audience before we wrap up?
1: If I had to, to come up with one, I would say definitely talk to professionals and not, I'm not saying financing professionals specifically, but when you're at the early stages of your business, don't look at it as this thing that you're just going to put on the back burner and oh, when I need money, I'm going to start the process then start it now, because if your business, first of all, 90 plus percent don't even make it to the first five years because of that capitalization issue. Yeah. It only takes about 90 days to really start even establishing business credit because generally people are asking for the last three months of activity. Yeah, It can take up to six months, depending on how much money you're asking for and, and who you're asking it from. But start now, even if you feel like, oh, I could, I could get by at least start planting those seeds now, right? Make sure that you have healthy accounts with vendors. Make sure you're taking care of your business credit. Make sure that you're still maintaining your personal credit. If that is something that you are challenged with, just go ahead and start fixing it now, you know, two years is usually what they're looking for of healthy history on, on personal credit checks. So start fixing that now because then when you do decide, Hey, I want, I want money, I need a hundred thousand dollars. I need half a million dollars. I need more than a million. That conversation will go so much. You know so much easier and you'll be happy hey bob told me go ahead and start planting the seeds now and here i am eating my fresh fruit yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) love to hear it that's awesome yeah so last question that came up like i
0: i don't want i don't know like like you you know you are literally in the you said in the beginning you're in the business of selling money right you're helping people get funded now what advice do you have to avoid going to the wrong professionals like i know i'm sure there are people out there that are somewhat predatory, like literally all they want to do is it's, you know, it's hard sales, like a used car salesman type thing. Like they just want to get you funded because that makes them money. So, you know, what tips do you have of finding the right person? That's not going to steer you in the wrong direction.
1: My biggest tip would be to, to explore brokers, um, because inherently they deal with multiple, multiple financing institutions and they would be able to I don't like using the word shop, but they would be able to give you different options. Right. If you go to your bank that you are just used to, you're just dealing with that one banker, they're going to provide you with one set of options. And there might've been something that was more uh, suitable to your personal needs, your personal situation and where your business currently is. Gotcha. So that would be an easy, easy way. Still make sure that you're just doing a basic bit of research on whoever you're trying to deal with. If they have a shoddy website. If you feel like you cannot trust the business that you're talking to, as far as, as far as financing brokers go, this is 2022, almost 2023. Now the internet is, they will, (laughs) Google will give you at least a hundred results for just about anything that you could want at this point. (laughs) So just hit the back button and find (laughs) one that you're comfortable with and then, and then go with that. And if you do not like the deal that's being offered to you, simply don't take it. And I, this, sorry. I completely forgot a very important thing. Do not take the money if the terms are bad. I tell people all the time they so they will get approved for something. And there will be things that were not necessarily the hardest thing to fix. But because of desperation, they just they see the money has been approved. Now it's right in front of them, it'll be in their account within two days. And they just they want to take it. And I do try to convince people like, hey, just wait 90 days, wait 90 days go and fix these things and get a better approval that has better interest rates more money yeah. better terms What's right that? you're you're dealing with a, a lender that's not subprime right so don't get caught in that trap where you're so desperate that you feel like I'm just gonna go take the first thing that's offered to me because totally. it is not hard to get money from the banks once you do the few things that they're asking you to do yeah right, right. know what those things are do them and then try again yep perfect. And that's it. I appreciate it.
0: No, that was fantastic. I'm glad you included that. So yeah. Thank you so much, Bob, for being being on here. Of course, if if you're interested in getting any kind of financing, definitely go to mybusinesscredit.com. And yeah. Thank you again for being here with me.
1: Thanks for having me. This flew by. I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to behind the startup. If you like the show, make sure to follow the podcast and leave a review.